Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Blake Street Irregulars podcast, your local Colorado Rockies podcast, brought to you by our good friends at Tap 14. Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump from the main entrance at Coors Field, the beautiful rooftop bar on top of Haters & Co., 70 Colorado beers on tap, more than 100 Colorado distilled spirits, and a terrific menu that's all locally sourced there. Uh, Chef Taylor Creedon does a great job. It's my place to go before the game, after the game. Yes, I go there before the game and after the game, and you probably should too. So make sure you visit them at tap14.com. Uh, they sponsor this podcast as well as our Broncos Blitz podcast, and that's because, uh, well, that's because we're there all the time. And, and one of the, the people that's also there with me pretty often is sitting next to me here on my left, Ryan Green. Follow him at RG Mile High on Twitter. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm, I'm doing well. Do, I'm doing better after watching the Dodgers get swept. Yeah, no kidding. I, I, I mean, in terms of... Things I expected this week, and this was literally the last thing I expected. Yeah, the, the Dodgers have been in free fall. Now the 10-game losing streak for them uh, is their worst in 25 years, but it makes uh. absolutely no difference whatsoever. They're still uh, absolutely dominant, 92-51. and 51. But for the Rockies, uh, it, it served two purposes. Now that they're winners of uh, 6 out of 7, including all four of these Dodgers games, two of which, uh, but the beginning and the opener of the four-game series, they mopped the floor with them. A combined 17-2 to two in, in runs scored there. They did beat Clayton Kershaw. They did beat Alex Wood. They did, they did beat you, Darvish. Uh, did a tremendous job this weekend, and it was necessary. After the Thursday game where they gained a half game in the wild card uh, in their lead for that second wild card spot, they won the remaining games in the series and gained Nothing, because the Brewers <laughs> and the Cardinals also won three straight and are still right behind them, only three games behind. Picked a hell of a year to be good here, Rockies. Uh, the best teams in the NL are within your division, and of course the wild card race uh, getting extremely competitive with not only the Brewers, but as we were saying before the podcast, the Cardinals getting a little, making you a little nervous. Yes, the Cardinals make me nervous. I, I don't like those teams that are battle-tested and are used to being in the playoffs. It, it does make me a little bit nervous, and, and the Cardinals are definitely... Uh, starting to roll here, winners of eight out of their last ten. But the Rockies are too, and, and the nice part for the Rockies is you're you're in a tremendous pitchers park in LA. The probably the best, actually statistically, the best pitchers park uh, ever created. And the Rockies finally, we ta- you and I talked about this last week. They got the bats out. Yeah. Now, okay, so I need to. Was it good Rockies or bad Dodgers this week? That's what I've been wondering all weekend. Is I think it's a mix of both. It is a bit of both, but but the Rockies I thought were a lot better offensively than they they have been in a while. That they weren't making silly mistakes. They were making sure that they were they were getting the bat on the ball. We talked last week specifically about the Rockies penchant for unproductive outs where yes. they're not getting anything out of those. Uh, you saw a lot less of this over this four-game streak. You saw guys understand, okay, let's let's move someone over. Then we can get the fly ball. Uh, they were taking the extra base in a lot of cases. They were trying to be aggressive and, and play that well. So, and, and the power came with it. I mean, uh, they, they popped more than a few home runs. We saw Mark Reynolds. We saw Trevor Story. We saw Noren Arenado. saw a bunch of guys uh, get the bats out and, and really start hitting the ball. But uh, you saw more patience, too. In the first game of the series, they, they face Clayton Kershaw. They hammer him, knock him out in three and two-thirds. But he got his strikeouts. Look, he struck out seven guys in the three and two-thirds. But you expect that with Kershaw. The trick for the Rockies is it didn't get much worse. They drew six walks in that game. 
and that made a difference in it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it set them off on the right path. Charlie Blackman, by the way, just went nuts in the series by and large. Uh, the numbers he has right now on, on the season just don't seem real uh, at this stage. And I understand the Rockies probably aren't going to get an MVP because even if they had a guy in contention, because <laughs> they're the Ar- Rockies. Well, Ar- yep. One, they're the Rockies, and two, Arenado and Blackman will probably end up splitting whatever vote the Rockies get. Yeah. But, but Blackman with three uh, hitting three thirty nine, thirty four oh. home runs, uh, not leading the team in RBI because no one Arenado leads all of baseball with 119. So this, to me, is the kind of series the Rockies absolutely needed. Ignore the standings. Yes, they needed them for the standings. They needed this kind of performance to prove to themselves that since they've really had a very, very poor August, that they do belong in this fight. They can get it done. And, oh, yeah, as we record this tonight, Kyle Freeland will take on Zach Greinke in Arizona in what might be a preview of an NL wildcard game if things continue to go well. Absolutely. I think you said it before this series, and especially after the past month of Rockies baseball, I think everyone was saying, okay, beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and if you lose to the Dodgers, no one's going to blame you for that. Even when the Diamondbacks were hot, everyone was like, well, Diamondbacks are hot, they're a really good team. So if the Rockies can go to L.A. and not, again, not get not split the series, literally sweep the Dodgers, I think that is a huge confidence booster. I, I think they will ignore that the Dodgers are on a 10-game losing streak because... Again, Clayton Kershaw has three losses this year. You're responsible for two of them. Right. That's that's look the losing really pitcher good. in those games: Kershaw, Darvish, Wood, and Hill. That's really good. That's a really good. Just you know, and they weren't. They beat in the game against Kershaw. They scored nine yesterday. They scored eight. So it wasn't you know the the other two games. Were, Kershaw didn't were make it four innings. Right. I mean, I have to look it up, but that's not a common occurrence for him. Right. So I think that's where I feel as though there was some good Rockies baseball here is that some of the wins were really comfortable, and they were getting the hits in a timely fashion. Uh, the two, game two and three, you saw an early lead, and then the Dodgers storm back, and we go, oh, crap, all right, here we go. We're going to have to go through the bullpen and blah, 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 and no one's going to, everyone's going to get nervous at bat. But no, I mean, Trevor Story, I thought, had a fantastic weekend at bat. Uh, Gerardo Parra, again, just he, he seems to just get hits. That's all he does is get hits. And, of course, Charlie Blackman on an absolute tear, tear and you're right. It's gonna, it's it's gonna It may be one of those seasons where you're like, wow, that, that was an MVP-type season, and I can't believe no one was really talking about it more. Yeah, the, the, the course Field effect obviously brings course, a lot of that down. Course. But, you know, in the end, who cares? Yeah, you know, you don't get you, you don't ball. get anything for the, the MVP right. anyway. It's whatever. It's, it's nice. It'll get you more money next contract. It feels good. But tell me who the MVP was four or five years ago. I honestly uh, don't that's, know. That's a very so, good point. It's whatever. <laughs> Rockies don't need to worry about LeBron that. LeBron James? Yeah. <laughs> But the uh, the pitching side of it, too, obviously it wasn't too long ago we were talking about concerns with Greg Holland. Uh, he had the issue after coming back from the cut finger that maybe he was they running out of gas or something uh-huh. like that. Not so much the case. Allowed one earned run since August 28th. Yeah, he did allow a run on, on the uh, in, in the game that they won on Saturday, but they did end up still getting that save. So Holland, in this case now, and that's uh, really in the month of September, uh, one earned run in total. He's got three saves, and he even got a win in relief uh, when he came in and relieved uh, in, the, in an extra inning for the, for the, for the Giants. So mm-hmm. in, in this case, Holland looks to be back, which is a, a big deal. And the Rockies' rotation... Um, Maybe not rounding in a form. John Gray was very good in the first game. But after that, you know, Chris Russon had to come in and get the win. Tyler Chatwood gets the win in the final game in, a, in yeah. what is essentially a spot start. But 
I, I wouldn't say the starting pitching was generally dominating, but it, it, surprisingly, the weakest part of the Rockies pitching, the middle relief, I think, was actually kind of shining in this series. Absolutely. Uh, Chad Bettis and uh, I think even Marquez had, had sort of our right games. They didn't lose the games, but you're right. I, I didn't. When especially this season, the, it, it was usually all right. We've we've got some good starting pitching. Now we just got to get to Greg Holland, and in between, that's when the the Rockies, you know, have given up a lot of runs. But we didn't see that. I thought, it, and I'm going to straight up say this: I thought the most entertaining baseball I've watched this year was Russin against Turner at that at bat with the quick pitches. I thought, okay, this is actual baseball strategy playing out in front of me, and you see it affect the player mentally without you know having to watch film. It was just a great battle. It was a great mental chess game. I could watch matchups like that all freaking. Day. So I think you're right. I think in terms of middle relief, you couldn't really ask for a better weekend from from those guys. Especially again, the Dodgers can hit the ball, you know. <laughs> so yeah, if you can uh, yes. get if you can get them to only score one run in, in in two different games in the series, that is a that is a huge accomplishment in my eyes. Yeah, Russin getting the win on Friday, and they can be talked about five and zero on the season for him with a two point three three ERA. He has been uh, basically the probably the Rockies' best and most consistent middle reliever so uh, that's been very valuable but let's let's take a look a smidge forward and we'll we'll take another look at these maybe after this arizona series we'll, we'll record the next podcast but now they get four against the diamondbacks now if i'm the rockies i don't spend a lot of time worrying about catching the diamondbacks for right. that wild card spot that was the series that they had in denver not that long ago that was an abject disaster i don't think i worry about that now the rockies are uh, within five uh, of the of the Diamondbacks, so I guess you go in and you sweep them, and you, you've got to run again. But I think the Rockies need to put that out of their heads right now and just worry about getting wins. If you get the wins, then you, you know, catch up with the Diamondbacks, or you won't. That's out of your hands now. They just need to go ahead and get those wins, stay ahead of the Brewers, stay ahead of the Cardinals. What do you expect to see now that they, they go from the best pitchers park in baseball to the second best Hitters Park uh-huh. in baseball out there at, at, Bank, uh, at the Chase Field there in, in Arizona, and they'll be facing some interesting pitching. How do you see uh, that series stacking up? Um, I don't. I don't expect. Again, I I, I know the I'm Rockies. I'm not expecting a sweep. Come on. Right, right. I right. know the Rockies are playing good baseball, especially after beating the Dodgers four straight. But it still doesn't seem like they're on that that same type of play that we saw at the beginning of the season where where you were actually confident that the Rockies were going to have a chance to win every game they were playing in. Honestly, I would I would be happy if they split this series um, because I don't think the focus needs to be on the series. I think it needs to be on the, what is it, the nine games after it, yes. which are against the Padres and the Giants. That is where, that is where you build the wild card cushion. All right, yeah. so... Just get. I, I just want to see you get through Arizona without starting some type of downward-looking momentum heading into the the games against the Padres and Giants, because again, this is those are the games where you know you look at the Brewers, you look at the, how the Cardinals are playing. Those are the games where it's like, all right, we can build ourselves a cushion in the wild card race in these. So let's you know let's not try and treat these games like playoff games, um, and and go through you know the rotation and really give it all, but. 
I think if you split the series, that's all I can ask for. Well, I, I think so, too, because starting pitching doesn't stack up that well for the Rockies in yeah. this. Tonight you have Freeland going as Granke. Obviously, that's an advantage for Arizona. Now, the next game you have Tywin Walker over John Gray. I know, I know John Gray's ability level, the, the injury and, and other situations hasn't allowed him to put it all together yet. I think that's an advantage for Arizona by a little bit. The third game of the series on Wednesday, Marquez uh, versus Patrick Corbin. I think Corbin, even though he's got a, a middling 13-12 record, has actually been a very good pitcher. I'd probably give him the edge on that. And, and then the one where you I maybe mean, hope to finish it up on Thursday, the matinee, the finals, that you, you have Chad Bettis and you have Zach Godley. Maybe that's something where the Rockies might have an edge. But they're, they're a little bit behind the eight ball in quite possibly all of these games. They're going to need yeah. the bats to get going. They're going to need to continue what they've been doing be a little more patient, not go after every first pitch. Uh, if the Rockies can do that, we see what kind of offense they can put up. They scored no fewer than five runs in any of the games in that series against the Dodgers. So this is something that they are capable of doing, and hopefully they, they got the reward for that kind of effort that they'll continue to push for it with Arizona. So we will make sure to check in on that as well for the Rockies. I understand in Denver, football season started, and, and sometimes they slide beneath the radar a little bit. But if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you are not losing your focus on the Colorado Rockies and the most interesting September they have probably had in a decade. Since 07, at least, yes. Yeah, so we will continue to talk about that and, and uh, celebrate this against the Dodgers and then hopefully celebrate at least at least a split and, a, and retaining that three-game margin in the wild card. Just don't want things to get too terribly close. want to thank Tap 14, as we always do, uh, right at 1920 Blake Street. Go visit them. Still plenty of home games for the Rockies. Make sure you check out one of those uh, before the game or after the game. It's Septembers. are still awfully nice weather here in Colorado, so enjoy that rooftop bar. And even if it is a little cloudy or rainy or even a little chilly, that's all right. They close it. You know, it's 2017. They have heat in places. So, what? So you're good. So go check out Tap 14. Tap14.com. Spell it out on the internet. And make sure you get everything that they're doing up there. The, the rotating beers and rotating taps and all the Colorado spirits. So make sure you check them out. Uh, Ryan, make sure you follow him on Twitter. RG Mile High. Uh, does all sorts of creative stuff. Videos, podcasts. All that sort of thing. He is a, he's a, what they term in the biz, a creator. So you definitely want to follow Ryan. And if you just want to hear someone whose uh, well, voice is oddly froggy this week, I'm sure. Thank you, Forest Fires. You can follow me uh, at S Drotar. And you can follow, uh, you can also catch me on the mornings at uh, Mile High Sports Radio, 1340 AM, 1047 FM in Denver, or streaming anytime uh, on demand at Thank you for tuning in. It's the Blake Street Irregulars. We'll catch you later this week. This is a 5280 Sports Network production.